Hey guys, Coach Ben here, and you are listening to um, the, the Benchcast. Bench How's everyone doing today? It is a cold morning. Yet again, over in HQ, I'm here with small arm, legs strong, and we are filming the Benchcast. Today I wanted to talk to you about work ethic in your training and why you might not be working hard enough. Do you ever, you know, run into a scenario where you just aren't progressing and now you're stop, starting to hop programs, you're starting to get frustrated as shit, uh, you're not sure what's going on, you're trying to refine your technique when there's probably nothing even wrong, you know, did you ever just take a step back and wonder if you're just not working hard enough? Yeah, how how much time are you actually spending in training? Are you bullshitting yourself with 30 minutes of warming up and then you're only getting 20 minutes of training in? You know, are you are you actually doing what you need to be doing in the gym? Are you bringing intensity to it? Are you on Instagram more than you're lifting in the gym? Yeah, that's a good one. I see lifters all the time on their phones in the gym. You could be doing something else with that time. I'm sure we could all ask ourselves that question and find areas in which we could get better. You know, I hate the excuses of you don't have any time. I don't even entertain that because it's not that you don't have time. It's that you don't put it on your priority list high enough. That's all it boils down to. It's just it's not high enough on your priority list to get it done. So it doesn't matter if it's getting your mobility work in, getting your extra session in. You know, the don't have time is, is a bullshit excuse. And oftentimes I got to catch myself because uh, that I do not tolerate. Nine times out of ten. It's not that you don't have time. It's that you're poorly organized. Yes, poorly organized. And, you know, even if you just tell me that you, you have other priorities and it's just not that important to you, I'd rather hear that kind of truth than, than listen to excuses about time. Uh, everyone is pressed for time. You know that's the that's the commodity. I was listening to uh, Gary Vaynerchuk episode the other day. I really like Gary V. I know some people do, some people don't. For anyone that doesn't know him, for some reason, um, you know he's a really high profile entrepreneur from New York City. Um, he's written well like six books now, something like that. Some real good stuff. Got a ton of content out there that he spreads, and he wants to buy the New York Jets. But I always enjoy listening to Gary Vee because he tells it to you straight. So yesterday, for some reason, I just felt like listening to him. It's been a little while. Threw him up on the podcast or driving into the gym, and uh, I really enjoy listening to him because he usually fires me up. And he was talking about how, you know, at this stage of the game, he's got all the money he needs, you know. So he'd rather... Donate fifty thousand to a charity, then spend an hour, you know, of his time. You know what I mean? Because his time is is the commodity. He's saying how he's overseas right now. He's spending time with his mom a little bit more, and in this overseas trip that he was taking at the time, he didn't he didn't even get to spend any time with his parents at all, um, just because he didn't have time. He had too much stuff scheduled. Because that guy, he seriously goes from like one booking to the next. It's just all day. I think most of his podcasts are filmed right after a meeting, and then he gets a mic right on him, and he's right into it. 
but uh, he, he was talking about how just time is, is the commodity, and um, you know, he'd, he'd much rather give something than other than his time. Um, and you know, that's the thing, guys. No one has time. We always fill our day with something. You know, sometimes you're just sitting at home watching Netflix instead of the gym, and you don't go to the gym just because, you know, it's just you start making excuses how you got to drive there, you get back, you got to make dinner, you got to eat, and all this yada yada, instead of just doing it. You know, you ever catch yourself doing that? You're sitting around, you start making all these excuses before you just end up doing it. It's one of the reasons why I love training in the morning. Because as the day goes on, my list of excuses and bullshit just keeps on growing. Keeps compiling, doesn't it? Keeps compounding. Things that you wanted to do at 12, you don't end up doing at 12. Or like something outside my own you know, control. Like let's say a family member needs something, my parents need something. You know, yeah. I, I do something for work. So if I, if I train, if I make it a priority, do it first thing in the morning, it always gets done. Yes. And that's why I love getting up early in the morning. Because if I could do that... I know everyone else is likely sleeping, and no one can bother you with, with any distractions. You know, you don't have any time commitments to be anywhere, and no one can get to you. Just turn off your phone, you can get a lot done. So that's a great point, trying to train in the morning. You know, if you're stagnating in your progress, try to do something different with your scheduling. You know, maybe you train harder. I'm sure it's hard to get accustomed to, but I'm sure when you first started out, it wasn't easy training in the morning. You get used to it, you accommodate to it, and then you might train better in the morning. There are definitely some things to, like, help you train in the morning. One of them is just, like, exposing yourself to light right away as soon as you get out of bed. Because, you know, especially in the winter, that bed is warm. That bed is cozy. You don't want to get up. You don't want to go train. Mm -hmm. But exposing yourself to, like, a bright light, like, will wake you right up. You don't want to go back to bed having coffee or caffeine in the morning, and then just moving. Like, as soon as you have the bed, just yeah, start. Yeah, moving. Moving's big. I've been trying to take walks now. My, my um, little thing I threw in now is uh, I'll walk before I train. So I'll usually come over here, walk around the block, and um, then I'll get to my training because I'm training here in HQ. Um, so that that's just kind of a way for me to get more walking in something that's really really good for you get your body moving and i feel a lot better going into the warmths and the training having done that even just in general in the past giving my time to myself time to just listen to music and kind of get my mind right um i remember when i was younger too driving to the gym um sometimes i would opt for the longer drive uh some of the side road drives some of the 30 minute drives uh, and i actually like driving 45 minutes to the gym uh, it gives me a chance to listen to my music, kind of get my head right for the session, because it is hard, too, if you were to jump right out of bed. If I was to jump out of bed and come right in here and then think I'm going to train something real aggressive, uh, probably not going to happen off the bat. You know, there's a little period where you need to adjust yourself and you can get your mind right and your body right, um, and that's not going to happen instantaneously. So, like what you're saying, you know, getting that, that light, going for a walk, doing anything to get yourself ready for the training. Um, we were talking to uh, Kendall the other night at the gym, and we had her on for a podcast. And um, <clears throat> that was an early one, a softball player turned power lifter. She's really excelling now. And she would say when she was playing softball, the workouts were like 5 in the morning. Really tough. I understand that college schedule for a college athlete. It's, you know, you got to be in that strength conditioning gym 5 in the morning, 
Uh, they go and do some really brutal conditioning and stuff. And she would say there's no way she was just going to be able to hop out of bed and get right there and actually do anything worthwhile, you know, training-wise. She'd probably throw up, you know what I mean? It's just too early, you haven't done anything, you haven't ate anything. So she would make a point to get up at like 4 in the morning, if not earlier, get into the cafeteria, eat a little something, uh, you know, down a bunch of food, but probably some fruits and some stuff to get some sugars in you, and then go to training, how much better that session is. So, you know, just the things that you have to do. I remember I had to, um, you know, was my schedule really wasn't allowing me to get a lot of time in for training. So I was like, well, F it. I want more time to train. I'm going to get up at 4 in the morning and get my ass over to the gym. It's actually earlier I started training at 4 in the morning. Um, it's probably the earliest I actually ever started training because at that point I'd probably just stay up all night. I have done uh, the 24-hour gym things where you train at like midnight, 1 a.m. It's a fun time. It's... It is really. It was. Uh, it was kind of. I did that once a week, and that was kind of my fun night. I would drive down there at like 11:30. I used to do the same thing at like uh, two, one, two in the morning. I used to work at bars and stuff. So mm-hmm. after that, you know, go to the gym. One, two in the morning, it'd be, it'd be fun. No one would be there. Yeah, no one's there. It's quiet. You think to yourself. I always enjoyed that. 4 a.m., I can't say I enjoyed that too much, but I did get a um, sense of satisfaction out of that because I got my training in for the day. Um, you know, I didn't really have to worry about it at any other point because there was just no time to allow myself to uh, really get something in. It would be too staggered, and I didn't want that. So I just changed my schedule to make it work. Um, and most of you can do the same thing. You know, you got to ask yourself the question today, you know, am I doing enough? Can I make some changes? Don't bullshit yourself. If if you ask yourself what you're doing wrong, what you're doing to yourself to like hamstring your gains, it's gonna come yelling at you. You're gonna know right away. Yeah, absolutely. And um, one of the things Gary V was talking about the other day is you have say you're eight hours at work, say nine to five, whatever the case may be. I'll give you eight hours of sleep. That's very generous. You have eight other hours in your day, all right, whether it's broken up um, a little bit in there or it's, you know, you have straight eight hours to do something. He's always like, he wants to, what he wants to take a look at is what the hell you're doing in those eight hours. So if you feel like you're handcuffed, you feel like you're just part of the system and you're never going to get out of it, you know, your job is what it is. There's no other job to do. You feel you're just handcuffed in what you're doing. It's an everyday routine, and you're really sick of the bullshit. Um, what are you doing in those other eight hours to do anything about it? You know, are you what, what do you truly want to do? And then, are you taking any steps to get there? There, there was a really good video I watched recently by Casey Neistat. He had Jacko on, and everything it was really cool. He took dominoes, mm-hmm. and he broke up his whole day, and each part of domino represented an hour. And so he just wrote everything down, and he like, broke down his day. Okay. And that's really awesome. You can do the same thing yourself. You know, you write it all down, you draw it out, and you break down what you're doing every day. So, like, work, it's eight hours. You have to be there. Sleep, eight hours. You know, you have to do that. And then you break up the free time in between. Mm-hmm. And the dominoes is really cool because he can move it around. So, like, let's say he moves sleep from the end of the day to the beginning of the day, you know, move workouts around. It's a really good visual. Yeah, that's, that's a good point is – Giving yourself one of those little visible tricks. There's uh, there's also a cool app on uh, iOS for uh, iPhones and everything. It's called Dayflow. Mm-hmm. 
Let me make sure that's right before I just say that. Yeah, it's called yeah, that Dayflow. That would be good to, uh, good to download. Let's, let's I'll put it up on the it. screen, but it's it breaks up your day, and you just have... So what are you doing with this thing? So it's time left in the day, right? So that's 14 hours. Mm-hmm. And then these are the tasks that I do and time that I allotted for each one of them. And so I'll start one, and then it'll start down the timer. So you're you're putting in daily tasks that yep. things you want to get done. Like there. estimated times of how long it'll take. Yeah. Like let's say like I need to edit videos. And then it's telling it you how much time is left in the day after your daily tasks. Exactly, and I can set the custom end date, end time. So like let's say I want to be done with everything by eight o'clock tonight. Uh -huh. So I put in like edit videos. It's like three hours. I put in workout. It's like an hour and a half. I put in yoga. It's also another hour. You know, so it'll count down. If I go over, if I go under, it'll show. And I then, see. So one of the big issues that people do is that they make a schedule, but they make it airtight. They make it so that if one thing comes in, they can't do anything because yeah. it just knocks their whole schedule off. One of those things is to allow time in between tasks. If you know you have to drive somewhere, you might as well throw an extra 20 minutes in your schedule for traffic. Mm -hmm. That way, at the end of the day, you know you might have a little extra time. Yeah, absolutely. Driving's big. If you think about the time you travel to work and it's back. Huge. And and he was saying too the other day, if say you're taking a train to work or something. Um, I mean, I guess even if you're driving, you can listen to things. There's audiobooks now. So, There's... you know, you can't you can't make that excuse that, oh, I travel three hours of work. You know, there's still there's still a way to, to learn what you want to learn and, and get done what you need to get done. We just had one of your distance clients, Zach, come over, and he travels for medical sales all the time. Mm -hmm. He still gets his trading in. Yeah, he's still, he, that was a great podcast that we did with him. Um, and he's always on the move, going city to city doing all that and um, you know he's never had a problem getting his training in but that's because he's very dedicated to what he does powerlifting is a really big part of his life and you can tell just the people he hangs out with and how he carries himself and how he's um, really you know the questions he asks he's just really into a good student of the game and um, yeah he has no problem because he knows that's like one of the first things on his mind he said that's, that's he's thinking about where the gyms are top of his priority list yeah so and that's kind of cool, too. You get to experience some different gyms and stuff. I, I know I, I would like that, um, getting out there, seeing some different gyms, maybe training with some different people. But, um, yeah, he had no problem getting his training in, and he's on the go all the time. So I, even if you're traveling one way to the next, you know, there's always time to get it in. Um, and just like the, if you eight extra hours, you know, what are you doing with that time? And oftentimes you're probably filling it with a little bit of bullshit. You know what I mean? Uh, that's what Elvis just said is really good, like the domino thing, writing it down, because then you realize you're filling it with bullshit, because yep. otherwise you're just going to easily convince your mind that you're doing something productive when you're actually not at all, or you could switch it up and do something actually productive. There, there are like two of my favorite like Jordan Peterson things he said. One is when he asked his class of a college students, how much time do you waste in a day or in a week? And then he just like, you know, by their own definition, how much time you're wasting. And you could ask that to yourself. How much time, by my own definition, am I actually wasting a week? And then you could set like a monetary value to that hour. Like mm -hmm. let's say you value your time at like 40 bucks an hour because that counts as what you can make now and what you can learn to make in the future. Mm -hmm. So then you just go and then you can calculate that out for a week, for a year. Then you see how much money you're wasting a year. So instead of time, which may not necessarily mean as much to you, it'll go to dollars. Mm -hmm. And that might mean a whole lot much to yeah. you. Yeah. Because you find out you're wasting thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars oh, a year. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're gonna kick yourself. One of you can place a monetary value on it 
that really hits home. Yes. I uh, absolutely hate doing that shit because I'll buy so much coffee, and oh, I did I did the math one time on because I would go to Dunkin's all the time. I'm sure many of you are the same. Right now, for me, it's Starbucks. I haven't had Dunkin's since January. F that coffee, but um, I calculated if I had a cup of coffee in the morning, you know, I usually get one on my way into the gym in the afternoon. So I would put that into perspective. What's that? Four bucks a day. We'll say it's two bucks a coffee. A little more, I think. But four bucks a day. Say I did that five days a week. In a weekend, I, I, it's not necessarily that much. So what's that? Five well, times four is 20. 20 bucks. 20. All right. So let's multiply that again by four. It'll give you a month value. Uh, it's found with 80 bucks a month on coffee. All right. Let's, let's turn that into a year. Can we do that, man? It's 960 bucks. 960 bucks. And I think I had it racked up into the thousands once for some reason for something. But when you start thinking of it like that, I mean, how many people would love a $960 check at the end of the year? Listen. Granted, you're not going to give up your coffee. Of course not. But my, my friend's a nurse, and he did the math, too. Except uh, instead of, you know, five, four bucks a day, he, he racked up into the 15 bucks a day, six days a week. Oh. That, that's some rough math. Yeah. <laughs> that... That just kind of ruins coffee for you. Mm. I mean, they're not saying that you shouldn't indulge in it. You know, it's there's times where I want to grab a meal. I just trained. You know, I'm not going to just not eat. So I grab something quick at Chipotle. It's expensive as shit over there. But, you know, I think it's worth it because it's post-workout. Um, not something I do all the time. So I'm not saying don't indulge because you start doing the math in your head. Because I've gotten to that point. I don't know if you have. Where I'm just like, shit, this is my 960 at the end of the year after the coffee today. <laughs> and this goes all the way back to, you know, the self-discipline and training, self-discipline and making proper planning. Because, mm -hmm. like, let's say, you know, you have a bad day, right? You didn't prep all your meals the week before or the day before. And so you're like, all right, so I'll have Chipotle for lunch. And then I'll have coffee afterwards. I get a little tired because it's way too many, you know, too much food for me. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, for dinner I have to go to work, but I might as well pick something up on the way there. And then you just didn't get, like, your night train session. You didn't do your accessories for the day. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I just chalk up to whatever. Yeah. Versus, you know, actually planning it out. Because I don't know about you, but when I plan my things out, when I have meals already made in, like, the fridge or, like, just have the food to make, I feel bad about going out to eat. Because it's like, I'm going to waste this food that I already spent money on, that I already yeah. have prepared. It, like, keeps me on track better. No, you're right. You're right. Um, and things can snowball real quick when you um, – you know, miss your routine or whatever the case may be. Um, I know in terms of meal prepping for me, I miss one day. It seems to derail the whole thing I had going. Um, and, you know, in terms of coffee, too, it's like, do you really need that cup of coffee in the afternoon? Because now it's a routine. Once something becomes a routine, it's hard to break. But there's plenty of days if I ask myself, do I really need this coffee right now? I could probably do without. You know, I don't necessarily need it. You know, maybe I'm a little, if I know it's going to be a hectic day, um, I really don't want to be lagging ass, you know, maybe I'll get it. But, you know, oftentimes if it's a slow day, do I really need to get that cup of coffee? Could I just wait it on it? I mean, I get some Keurig stuff here, you know. So sometimes you just got to ask yourself, too, in the moment because things easily become a routine as well. So um, not to get too far off the, the end here. Sometimes but. you just need the combo breaker. You need like a day or two, which completely throws off your whole regular schedule to really look at, and it'll help you see how much time you're wasting. Like, let's say you have like a work project, and you get all intense, you get all like hammered, you get zoned in, you're so focused, you get so much work done, and you get more work done in two days than you did all month. 
Yeah. And then you know, like you're so you're much more capable than what you think you're capable of. Yes. And I think that freaks a lot of people out, because then they can go back and see I wasted all this time so far. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, there's a lot you can get done that you probably aren't taking advantage of. Um, you know, for me, writing, writing and whatnot. I know I could probably get a lot more writing in than usual. Um, you're getting articles done for certain sites, or I'm starting to work on this book too that I'm still planning to get at the beginning of the year. But um, you know, there's a lot of instances where I'm like, well, I, I really could have sat down and got some writing done. You know what I mean? So it's uh, you gotta just be real with yourself of what you're using your time for. What I don't like though is. So, you know the Jocko guy. Of course, I love Jocko. So, I see his Instagram. It's all like 3.30 a.m., 4.30 a.m., <laughs> whatever it is. Just post the pictures of of time. Because uh, he's getting up so damn early. And The Rock was even doing that stuff, too. You know, he would post. He had The Rock clock. He gets up like 6 a.m. every day. It's actually he, earlier. He but. had an app. He had an app, The and Rock clock. And you could set it until when he wakes up. Yeah, but it was like 6 a.m. It wasn't nothing crazy. But no, he no, actually, no, it was he like 4. It was, it was, uh, he wakes up early. Yeah. It, it was standard for 6 every time. I think the app broke. But, uh, <laughs> so he would do that too. And, you know, if you're, if you're doing that, so either two scenarios. Those guys are going all day long, and they're getting like two, three hours of sleep. For a person, that's not sustainable. I don't know how people would do that. So there's like a like a gene variant where people can like actually be healthy and on like less than eight hours of sleep. And like they can go like four hours of sleep a night and they'll be fine. They'll be like cognitively fine. Really? They'll be like yeah. But it's it's like a one percent gene variant in the population. And then as soon as anybody says anything, everyone's like, oh, that's me, that's me. It's probably not you. Well, let's put that out there. Okay. It, it could be the Rock. All it right. could be Jacko. It could be Casey Neistat. You know, so these people this is just my seem problem. to not turn on sleep. It could be Arnold Schwarzenegger because mm-hmm. one of his famous speeches, he's like, uh, so what you need to do to work on yourself, you need six hours of sleep a night. And then some people come up to him and say, Arnold, I need eight. He's like, well, just sleep a little faster then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Then that, that I got the shit on the stick there. Some people need more. Like eight hours is like the average recommendation. Yeah. You know, less or more. I... I personally seem to do my best on seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if I sleep any more, I get a headache. If I sleep any less, I feel like shit. Yeah. I'm definitely at the eight-hour mark. No, for a fact. But I force myself up early sometimes. A lot of that is also avoiding distraction at night. Yeah. Because it's so easy. Because I find that my self-control wanes as the day goes on. Uh-huh. You know, because obviously after midnight, you look in the cupboard and, like, oh, you see all these snacks and shit. You might as well, right? But if I, if I go to bed earlier... Or if I, like, turn off the TV an hour before bed, start reading. Because I feel like I can just get sucked into a show, and especially at night, I'll just watch until, like, 3 a.m. Yeah. It gets real bad. Yeah. I uh, With these guys, though, you know, they, they, I hate it because if you look on the other side of it, too, you can spend that same time at night, late at night, when they're potentially sleeping. It's just the reverse. So that always bothered me. Um because they're, they're talking all this stuff about getting up super early, which is good. There's a lot less distractions. But then you can do the same thing at night. It's all about finding your time to carve out in the day mm-hmm. and just be able to get work done. Uh-huh. And I think for most people, either super early or super late works really well. Because after, like, 11 o'clock, like, no one's really going to bother you. No. And you got to realize, 
If you're staying up that late, you ain't getting up that early. Yeah. That... Unless you're one of those two-hour weirdos <laughs> that thinks they can get full sleep two, three hours. That's not going to happen. What? Joe DeFranco always talks about that. Um, and, you know, Grant, I don't know if he's one of those 1% dudes, but the guy has to be burnt out. He's got to be because I don't, I don't know how anyone could do that. One of my favorite sleep schedules that I've ever had in my entire life until a couple of my friends who are assholes broke it. I used to sleep from 12 to 4. <clears throat> morning and night like so in the day i'd sleep from 12 to 4 and night i'd sleep from 12 to 4 and it was awesome it was mm-hmm. fantastic. i was in college you know so i had a nice schedule i'd go to class in the morning i'd go sleep and then i'd have night classes and then i go to sleep you know just work sleep work gotcha. sleep. and it was amazing but i found that if i missed one of the sessions for any reason i'd be tired immediately like as soon as 4 30 rolls around i would like want to like hit the floor yeah so you were um you know, banking on being able to hit that time all the time. And I was just breaking up. Like, I need eight hours. I don't think I need eight hours in a row, but I think I just need eight hours in total. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, and I've seen people break up their sleeping like that before. Uh, I never tried anything like that, but I do enjoy the nap, the occasional nap. Oh, naps are huge. <laughs> just for cognitive function, you know, same thing. You want to break up the routine. Like, yeah. if you're working on something, you get tired. If you have luxury working from home or your luxury of being able to take a nap, Doing that and then getting back to work can, like, refresh your mind. Make you so much more sharper. You know, I've never um, felt like I got a boost out of it when, when I more or less kind of forced it. If I'm really, like, <clears throat> feel like I'm dazing off, and it's not because I just ate a huge-ass <laughs> meal, um, then I do feel a little more recovered from it. Like, you know, if you're just forcing yourself up a couple days in a row and you're just tanked and you're just not thinking clearly... Um, that's when I found naps to be super valuable, <laughs> whatever time you can get in on them. Um, but, yeah, guys, you know, it might just be a case that you got to analyze your time. You know, and, and then with the time you are spending in the gym, gym too, um, you know, not to get too heavy into the excuse of not having time, but when you're in the gym, too, like how are you maximizing your time? How are you maximizing your training? If you only have one hour to train, not everyone has the luxury of having many hours to train, uh, but even if you're just there for one hour, how are you making best use of that? So if you only have one hour to train, you can't do an extensive warm-up. You can't. If you try to do an extensive warm-up, all of a sudden now you got 40 minutes and now you're rushing accessories and stuff. And so in in helping on that out, you could focus more on warm-up and mobility work on days you don't train or days you have that time. Because mm-hmm. I feel like when people need that extensive warm-up, it's because their lifestyle doesn't bode well with trading. Like they have to spend 20 minutes opening up their hips, you know, to squat or opening up mm-hmm. their ankles or yeah. just so- something with their back. So it's like stretching and taking that mobility routine out of, you know, pre-workout is huge. Yeah, and you get free up all your time mm-hmm. if you only have an hour. Um, and then, you know, just in terms of training, what are you doing in between sets? Um, what's, what is your goal of the day? So if you're doing like a speed work type of training, are you setting the timer, are you getting it done? Some of the best speed work days that I've done, I've set a timer for 20-something seconds, and I've just banged it out. And it was tough, but it lasted like seven minutes, so you suck it up a little bit. Um, if you're doing heavy lifting, you know you're going to need a little more recovery time. So you can't be going too crazy in between sets, but what are you doing to like mentally prepare for the set and and you know all that stuff so um, you do get yourself a little more rest but you got to accommodate for that and maximize your time in the gym you know that you're probably gonna have to pick up the pace on your accessory work 
uh, if that is the case. But, you know, sometimes it's not just your program. It's not just, you know, other outside factors. It's just how hard you're working in the gym, how you're maximizing your time, how you're getting after it. You know, we were talking before about how intensity is such a huge thing. The intensity you bring to your training session will pretty much trump everything. Um, you know, I, anyone could get, like, a program anywhere, and, you know, the difference between, you know, really finding success and not is the intensity that you bring to the session for the most part. Um, you know, it's when people start getting, you know, the big thing, too, big variable, you got to make sure people aren't getting, like, bored with their typical routine because then you're not bringing any intensity to the session. Um, you, know, you got to constantly find that intrinsic motivation. Um, you know, for, for myself right now, thinking about this Arnie is all I really need to fire myself up. So before, maybe I'll listen to music and stuff, but then I'm thinking about all these dudes training hard right now at the Arnie. I'm thinking about putting myself in that scenario. Um, I don't want to do bad because I got five months to get ready for this shit, and it, it's all on me if I don't do well. Um, that alone, just that, that fact... Um, and wanting to win that uh, is enough to, to get that motivation to bring it in the session. And I like, truly bring it, not sandbagging, going through the motions, but, you know, you're there to get something done. Um, so you just got to find what you need to do to get yourself in that zone, um, you know, how you're managing your time. So if you know you need extra mobility work, there's a half an hour in there somewhere on some day to get some of that work in. All right, you can't tell me there's not. You can definitely sneak it in at some point. And just like uh, one of Kelly Surratt's big things is that it only takes 10 minutes a day. At the very minimum, do 10 minutes of mobility work every single day. 10 minutes a day. That's, that's, that's nothing. That's it. I'm just like I was telling you, trying to work in walking. I'm probably not going to right now, at this stage at least, try to put in walking a bunch of other areas. Right before my session, I know... All right, shit, time to go for my walk. So it works perfectly. It's on how I'm fitting it in. If I had to train and then try to go for a walk later, maybe when I'm more tired, um, it might not happen. So by putting it right at the forefront, it's getting me ready for my training, and I'm getting it in. So however you need to plan it out and do it, just get it done. Um, I'll, I'll go back and I'll, I'll tell the story, too, um, about how... You know, I was getting this all started. So, you know, with that eight hours a day concept, keep in mind, too, you know, you don't have to be stuck doing what you're doing either. So if you want to make a change, so for me, um, I wanted to be able to control my day, and I wanted to revolve around training, all right? Um, I was sick of... You know, just kind of being lower on the totem pole, doing work that I didn't want to do during the day. And I knew I wanted to get out of that eventually. It would just take a shit ton of time. So you got to know, I understand that, um, you know, I was at um, Barnes & Noble, and um, I was cleaning bathrooms pretty much for the most part of my day. And I knew that, that was something that I didn't want to do. So um, I knew... Eventually, it would take some time to get myself in any sort of training scenario and learn everything that I needed to learn. Um, but eventually, I'd be able to get to that point. So what I did was um, started interning, started learning all that stuff, right? 
Um, was already super passionate about it myself, uh, trying to get to that point. But, you know, you can make the excuse, I didn't have time, or this or that. But I would get up at, like, 5-something in the morning, go out to this gym, uh, intern for a few hours. You know, I told him I didn't have much time in the schedule, you know, when he has sessions open. But I would get there, like, 5 a.m., and that would be that. I'd have to wake my ass up really early. It was never late. Um, you got to make a point, always be on time, especially when you're you're not uh, in the position you want to be in yet. You, know, you got to showcase that you can be there and be reliable. Um, so you just got to put in that type of work. I could have made the excuse that I ain't getting up at 5 a.m. I got a class and yada, yada. I got to get up, study, whatever. But um, just put in that work, did it. When I came out here, um, I had like three jobs going on. I was working at the golf course. I was delivering chicken. Um, and I, I was also, I think, volunteering more so at the gym. And then I had something else going on too. But, um, you know, it was, it was really crazy. That was, I was trying to get like training at four in the morning. Um, I would try writing articles, making posts. I only really made like one post a day um, on my Instagram. You go back at the Big Benches Instagrams, like one post uh, early on. And, um, you know, write articles, do all that. Just try to share good information when I can. A lot of times it would have to be during the chicken shop and it would drive me nuts because then I get called out for a delivery uh, when I'm in the middle of doing something. I still have to try to get the training in. A uh, lot going on, guys, but the, the moral of it is, you know, eventually I was able to have an opportunity to just go into the gym training and make that like my full-time thing for the time being. You know, um, I did have to put a lot on credit and stuff like that to uh, keep forward the bills, but I knew in time I just needed time to catch things up and have more opportunity. And now, you know, eventually to the point where I wanted to be, where most of my days just all revolving around training in some a aspect. Uh, online coaching was always something that I wanted to do with everyone. Um, and now we're, we're making that happen now, but it's taken a long time of just doing shit that you didn't really want to do. Um, and just pushing through that and making use of your time. That's, that's the concept I, I want to get away um, is making use of the time you have. Uh, very easy in your daily schedules, right, to, to make that excuse as we talked about. But do some of the apps that Elvis said. What's that app again? Dayflow. Dayflow, that domino stuff. A anything you could do, especially because one of the favorite things from Jordan Peterson was that when you make a schedule, make a schedule so that you have the best possible day that you want to have. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, if, you're, if you really think about it, you want to set up that day so that you're ahead of yourself than you are today. So you want to get all the things that you need to get done, you know, at least, you know, like say, let's say half of it has to be things you need to get done, depending on how long you've got it slack, how responsible you are, how ahead you want to get. And then follow that schedule. And if you fail at that schedule, that's fine. Because I bet if you fail at that schedule, it's a lot more than you got done today. Yeah, it'll be a lot more. Like, let's say you only get 20% of it done. The next day, try for 21%. Try for 25 Try for small improvements every time. Because all these things compound. Yeah, my, my biggest progress days is just when I've planned things ahead and wrote things down and, and kind of made a little schedule beforehand. Uh, if you wing a day... You know, it never really goes how you want. So developing a little routine, planning things ahead of time, very, very important. And then, for example, when I was sitting at that chicken shop, I was there all day you know, doing deliveries, but 
the time I would drive to a place, podcast time, you know, time to learn something. Um, if I was in the chicken shop, most of the time I'm just sitting there, right? Um, yeah, I do want to, I want to be social, you know, I don't want to close myself off to everyone, but then again, um, I got goals and certain things I want to do. So I had to, I brought my laptop in and I would get shit done. So whereas maybe you would say, oh, yeah, that's just time spent at work. I don't have time to do that stuff. Just make that time in between. If you, if you know, like, for example, I was sitting there waiting for deliveries, bring the laptop, get something done. All right. And, you know, that's, you know, if I get three things done in that time, in that day, that's three things that I wouldn't have had done beforehand. I didn't have time really to do it after because I would want to go to bed. You know, I'd be tired and want to go to bed. Um, I could have stayed up later, but then now you're starting to burn yourself out because you're getting up like four in the morning. So. Uh, one of the things is, is that what Jacko usually says is that discipline equals freedom. The discipline that you put in to get these things done is the freedom you're going to have later. Like if you want to be able to spend money how you want it, you need to have financial discipline in order to save that money and not spend it as soon as you get it. Or with fitness, you need to have discipline to go and follow a schedule if you want to do well at a meet. Yeah. So it's, it's like with you, if you didn't have the discipline to put in that work, to get stuff done at every possible moment, you could still be slinging chickens. Yeah, could still be on that <laughs> chicken slinging game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, right on. Guys, Just uh, that's, that's the moral of this podcast is, uh, first, are you stagnating a little bit? Take a look at that, you know, before you jump into the programs or, you know, yada, yada, whatever the case may be, your technique is off. Just just analyze, am I bringing it every session? Am I actually working hard at the gym with the time I have? Am I making excuses to why I can't do that extra mobility work the next day? Um, playing the I don't have time card. Um, upset that I have you know, a job that I don't want to do, so I can't fit in the training that I want to fit in. I can't end up doing the things I want to do during my day. These are all changeable aspects, guys. Um, and I hope this podcast um, gives you a start on how you can analyze what you're doing with your day. And then just understand that any excuse you make, no matter how valid it is, doesn't move you forward. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. Any excuses will not push you ahead. Um, discipline, will, and getting shit done on a daily basis towards your goals. Um, planning things out ahead of time. You know, make sure you're doing all those things because as much as it seems like you're stuck in a hamster wheel, you can always leap out of that at any time. All right, just take some time. All right. All right, I guess that's what we got. Just remember that everything you do is a choice. No one's forcing you to go to that job. No one's forcing you to watch Netflix. No, especially no one's forcing you to watch Netflix. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> Time for Netflix. <laughs> but yeah, that um, everything you could choose how you react to situations. You know, everything is a choice. You go to that job because you chose to do it. You. You're, uh, you're doing this training because you chose to do it because you enjoyed the payoff. So that's it, guys. Appreciate you listening today. If this kind of hit home with you, feel free to share it. Um, leave a nice review. Five-star review always helps us out tremendously. Really appreciate that. You can follow us at Instagram on uh, or on Instagram at Big Benches, of course. Um, I 
personal is at Bench and Benny. You got at small arm, legs strong. He's got small arms and his legs are strong. You get it? <laughs> and then you can subscribe to us on the YouTube. You see all the content that we have on Bench Pressing. All right, guys. Go break you, out of a rut. That's right. Time to go make some changes. You have been listening to The Bench Cast.